you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we wouldn't suggest taking Viagra before a football game. I am Marcus Grant, <laughs> alongside Michael F. Florio. Producer Justin is at the controls, and uh, we are getting ready for Wild Card Weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I threw that in there because that we, we were just talking about that. Uh, apparently, a national uh, football analyst has suggested to your quarterback, Florio, that maybe he take... Uh, a little uh, medical supplement before he gets ready to play the Patriots this weekend. Yeah, I, I know it's because of the cold, man. Listen, Josh Allen, do whatever you have to do to win this game. That's that's all I'll say. That that I'm not gonna tell you to take substances or not. Just do whatever you think is best for you. I look. He played his college football at Wyoming. I mean, you know, like I. I'm no meteorologist. I can't compare <laughs> climates, but I would think that it gets pretty cold in Wyoming this time of year and that he had to play in it. So I don't know. I feel like maybe he's he's sort of accustomed this, to that. It's also his fourth year in Buffalo. It's not like he just got there. <laughs> right. Um, I think I think everybody looks at it and says, well, he's from California, so he must not be used to it. But like he's been out of California for a while. Um, and I can also speak to the fact that the part of California that he is from 
it does get a little bit frosty sometimes. It doesn't maybe get to zero, um, but it gets a little chilly. It's not That's, L.A. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not from Southern California. Like, right. Before I lived in California, Marcus, my mind thought the weather was like it is in L.A. everywhere. And then <laughs> since I moved here, I realized, like, no, that is not the case at all. No, we have a lot of different climates here in California. I mean, you go farther north. Look, I grew up in the Bay Area where it gets it gets cold, man. It gets foggy and cold sometimes. You go even further north, like up toward the mountains. They get snow. There are ski resorts. So uh, we got a whole lot of things. I mean, look, even here in L.A., man, it's, it's not a joke. It is true. You can wake up in the morning and go surfing and then be in the mountains by the evening or vice versa. Uh, so we got a lot going on here. So for those of you who don't live in California, it's not always, you know, 75 degrees and sunny everywhere in the state all the time. <laughs> there are actually climates here, believe it or not. Um, all right. Uh, we are going to talk some wild card stuff. We'll get you some of our DFS picks for the weekend and get you ready for uh, what should be an interesting, uh, interesting slate of games, including a Monday night game. First time ever we have a Monday night playoff game. Uh, and for you and me, uh, it's going to be right in our backyard, just uh, over at SoFi Stadium. So that should be certainly interesting. Um, start with some news and notes, though. Uh, we'll start with a story that broke uh, literally a few hours after our last podcast came out, um, which is sort of par for the course for this show. You know that. Uh, every time we do a show, inevitably some piece of news breaks uh, right after we're done or right after we publish. And uh, it happened this week, too. Um, when we last talked to you, uh, Dave Gettleman was, quote unquote, retiring as the general manager of the New York football giants. But there had been no decision made on Joe Judge. Well, Later on, on Tuesday, uh, the hammer fell or the axe fell. Either way, Joe Judge is out of a job. Uh, he was fired by the New York football giants. Um, I don't really know what to say about it other than they've been awful for the last two seasons. I don't know if it's completely his fault, Florio, but I also know he didn't necessarily help the situation. And he also kind of made it worse. It seemed like a few weeks ago he was safe. Then he went on that like weird post-game rant that was like 12 <laughs> minutes on why he should keep his job. Which, I mean, if you're publicly talking for that long on why you should keep your job, it doesn't, doesn't bode well for you, I don't think. Then, I mean, he addressed the team Monday as if he was coming back, met with ownership, and the next morning he was fired. So, like... I'm wondering what he said in that meeting with ownership that made it go so wrong. It kind of gave me, uh, if you watch The Office, it gave me vibes of when Michael Scott has to fire someone and he ultimately decides to fire Devin, but he keeps going back and forth on it. Like That to me is kind of how the Giants handled this situation, at least from the outside. Yeah, it, it, it's been a mess. Um, I mean, obviously the, the team was dysfunctional. The offense was awful. Uh, they seem to be regressing, even though I know Judge was saying, hey, we're progressing, and I know people can't see it, but things are getting better. Um, it was pretty bad. Uh, so I, so he is gone, Dave Gettleman is gone, and they are starting a rebuild in New York. So, uh, hey, right now, Jets fans, you are not the most dysfunctional team in your own city. So, congrats. Um, I, I like to think the uh, the Joe Judge interview, Marcus, where like, he walked in and ownership just had like the third and nine QB sneak, and they were like, <laughs> explain this. And, like, he couldn't, and, like, they were like, all right, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, like, if I, was, if I saw that, I would just turn around and walk out. Like, all right, well, it's been fun. Appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. We'll see you down the road. Um, 
A couple of news and notes that do pertain to this weekend specifically. DeAndre Hopkins still rehabbing that knee injury. Looks like he is not going to play uh, against the Rams in that Monday night game at SoFi Stadium. So it's, uh, you know, Christian Kirk again back in the lead. But A.J. Green, who played well down the stretch, any interest in maybe, you know, putting together a DFS lineup and, and throwing him in there somewhere? I think so. I think he's a decent value play for me on the Cardinals. He would be third in the passing game behind Christian Kirk and Zach Ertz, who have really, in my opinion, kind of come on as the top targets. But AJ Green is right there in that mix as well. And it, it all kind of, I think, comes down to like, where are we going to see Jalen Ramsey the most? And I, I'm thinking that won't be on AJ Green. So I, I do think he is a value this weekend. I agree. Um, I, I will say that I am surprised pleasantly surprised with what we've seen out of aj green this year and and look it wasn't spectacular finishes the year with just short of 900 yards but that's certainly more than i would have anticipated i mean that last season in cincinnati uh he just seemed like a shadow of himself and i felt like he was pretty much done but he came out to arizona and and really played well especially late in the season after nuke went down um, I mean, I think the A.J. Green we knew during his prime years with the Bengals is probably gone, but but there is still uh, some opportunity for production there, and, and I think you're right. He's he's third at best on the pecking order. You know, I would also throw maybe a Chase Edmonds uh, somewhere in the mix too, depending on on you know what what his availability is and, and what James Conner's availability is, maybe more importantly. But uh, I think it's worth it, especially if you're putting together multiple lineups. Um, why not throw A.J. Green in there and, uh, and see what he can give you, at least for, uh, for one, one game or so? Uh, the Bucks have designated Leonard Fournette to return from injured reserve. He was dealing with that hamstring injury that kept him out for the last few weeks. Uh, we went from a Tampa Bay offense that in the middle of the season was absolutely loaded and absolutely terrifying to one that now just needs bodies. I mean, you know, Chris Godwin is gone. Uh, Antonio Brown flamed out spectacularly in Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones has gotten hurt. Now you got you got Leonard Fournette coming back. Um, but after this extended absence and against a Philly run defense that's been pretty good most of the year, how confident are you that he can put up a decent fantasy number this week? Uh, I, I think he can, but I wouldn't be using him in DFS or especially if I'm in like a fantasy playoff league where like you get to use a player once. I wouldn't be using Leonard Fournette this week because like you said, the Eagles run defense has been good. I'm also worried about the weather there. And I know you wouldn't think like Tampa Bay, bad weather, but it's supposed to be really bad rain uh, with with strong winds. And I know you might be thinking like, well, doesn't that lend itself to help the run game? When I see a player coming back off of a hamstring injury, especially one that uh, was up in the air for this game, and if it has a little bit of a feel like, hey, this is the playoffs, we got to play. So I, the, the chance of him tweaking that hamstring uh, worries me. And it, like you said, it's not a great matchup. Uh, so I, I would be avoiding Leonard Fournette this week and saving him uh, if I'm in a playoff league, something like that, for, for future weeks. I wouldn't be using him this week. Yeah, talking about uh, maybe heavy thunderstorms, winds around 20 to 25 miles an hour. So, uh, you know, it'll be warm. I mean, it'll be like 70 degrees. That that part's not going to be unpleasant, but the uh, the conditions around it may not be great. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you though. I'm not I'm not super fired up about Fournette. I think the only thing working in his favor potentially is volume. Uh, as I mentioned, no Ronald Jones, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit banged up. They were using Lev Bell. Uh, in, in week 18, although if, if Fournette is back, I don't expect we're going to see Le'Veon Bell much, if at all. 
Um, it just this is kind of a scary slot, I think, for Fournette to come back in. The Bucks need him certainly because they have uh, had some bad injury luck. Although, in fairness, they had really great injury luck last year on their way to winning the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so now they're they're sort of experiencing how most other teams live, uh, where where they are banged up and they're just trying to fill in where they can. But but this is not, I think, a great situation. Uh, for Leonard Fournette to walk back into uh, against against Philadelphia. Um, side note, I mean, with all that said, I mean, are we still are we still thinking the Bucks can win this game uh, even with with all these guys sort of either missing or less than a hundred percent? Yeah, I, I've I've learned the hard way to never count out a team that has Tom Brady on it. So uh, <laughs> I, I will not be counting the Bucks out. I, I'm gonna pick the Bucks to win this game as well. Although I think the weather may be helps Philly because, I mean, it, it, if you take the pass away, the Eagles are the better running team of the two. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, that's that's sort of how they made their living in the second half of the season was was running the football. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe the weather is the equalizer, but um, a lot of folks for a lot of years have gone broke betting against Tom Brady. So uh, that's, that's kind of all I, I feel about that. Uh, all right, so that gets us. To the Saturday slate of games, of course, uh, it is Super Wild Card Weekend. Two games on Saturday. Uh, it starts with the Raiders and the Bengals. Uh, that's at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then at 8.15 Eastern, it is the Pats and the Bills. I was thinking uh, the other day that one thing that's missing is my yearly playoff tradition of ignoring a Houston Texans playoff game like in the morning on Saturday. Like that's usually the early Saturday game, the Texans versus whomever. And that's when I'm like, yeah, you know, I can go run some errands. Like I need to go to Target or, uh, you know, I need to get some work done or whatever. Um, that's usually what happens during that Texans game. But now I don't have that. So now I don't know. Like Raiders Bengals seems kind of interesting. Like Pat's – like I don't know which is going to be the game where I'm like, you know, making the run to the grocery store to pick up stuff for later in the weekend. I don't I don't have that now. I don't I don't know what to do with myself. I, I guess the good thing is with there being the Monday night game, we kind of get the morning off. So we can like – if you wake up kind of early, you can, uh, you can run and get stuff done. But yeah – that that early Saturday game was always the Houston Texans, and in recent years, it's been the Bills. I fully expected the Bills to be the early Saturday game again this year. Yeah, that was a uh, in fact. You know, I think if I remember right, um, oh no, that was a Sunday game. I was gonna say the uh, the Texans Chiefs game where the Texans went up big and then ended up getting rolled. I think that was a Sunday game, uh, but it was a morning game because I remember uh, watching it while having brunch <laughs> and uh, like seeing the beginning of that Chiefs run as we were, uh, you know, starting to finish up and, and pay our check. And then we get home and suddenly the Texans are getting blown out. And I was like, wow, how on earth did that happen? Um, <laughs> all right, though, let's look at the Saturday slate, though, those two games that we got there. Uh, we'll do what we did last week, too. Uh, first off, the player on that slate of games that you feel like is worth paying up for. Jamar Chase. I, I yeah. mean, no player brings a higher ceiling than Jamar Chase. And I actually went back this morning and I looked. Jamar Chase led all receivers in fantasy points per targets this year as a rookie, better than Cooper Cup, Devontae <laughs> Adams. And I went back over the last 10 seasons, only Doug Baldwin in 2015 and Devontae Adams in his historic year uh, had better years than Jamar Chase had, and he is a rookie, so we know the big play explosiveness that he brings. I, I expect him to get a lot of uh, volume in this one. I know the Raiders' secondary has been playing better as of late, but I think we're going to see a few deep shots at the least to Jamar Chase. We know the potential he could bring, and I don't love the other 
high-end wide receiver. So if I'm paying up for a receiver this week, I'm paying up for the guy who could drop a 50-burger for me. Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably the, the best answer there because, I mean, look, I, I know he had those games kind of mid-season where he kind of went into a lull and we were wondering, did he hit the rookie wall? And then he fired it back up for the end of the season. So maybe he was just, you know, pacing himself uh, to get ready for the postseason. But uh, I think if the, if the Bengals move on, um, then I do think there's going to be a, a, a big Jamar Chase game coming. Uh, but I will also throw in Joe Mixon, uh, who played very well this year. I think, you know, I know at some point we'll start talking about first-round draft picks and that sort of thing, but I think Mixon, who was kind of a fringe first-rounder in past years, he has moved himself up with what he did uh, a lot of this season. But also because uh, before our show on Tuesday – you and, and I and, and, and uh, producer Justin were talking about just the playoffs in general. And we were all sort of joking that nobody in the AFC can stop the run. And I went and looked. And of the seven AFC playoff teams, four of them, so more than half, four of them ranked 19th or worst in run defense. So it's not really an exaggeration that really nobody in the AFC playoffs can stop the run. The Raiders are ranked 19th, which I think actually might be the best of that, of that, that four, that group of four there. Um, so I think this is a situation for Joe Mixon to kind of step in and, uh, and run the football effectively. We know they throw it to him now, which is something they hadn't done in the past. Uh, so uh, I guess we're, we're big on paying up for, for the Bengals, which I don't know. That seems, that seems like a bad omen for the Raiders, right? That we're talking about paying up for Bengals players. In, in this one-and-done playoff pool that I'm doing this year, I'm thinking this week that I'm going to just be stacking Bengals. Like, I think I'm going to have Burrow, Chase, and Mixon all in it. And I'll, if they advance, cool. But I think this will be the game where, like, they could kind of explode because the defenses and the matchups get tougher after this week for them. Well, not to mention, there there is, I think, an emotional kick, right? Like, the Bengals have sort of been disrespected for years. This team has some swag, and they got a chip on their shoulders. So it, it could be... Uh, that they're ready to go out and, and kind of make a statement this week. Uh, I know the Raiders have, have played well, and they fought hard to get into the playoffs, but you also wonder whether or not uh, they're a little bit spent from all the energy they had to expend to, uh, to get into the postseason. Um, high salary player that we are avoiding this week, who would it be? This might be a surprise to you and to some listening, but it's, it's Stephon Diggs for me because th- there's a small amount of players that cost as much as Diggs do in this slate, and... It's it's a tough matchup. It's bad weather. It's going to be like close to zero on when they're playing this game, which just makes it naturally harder uh, to put up big offensive numbers. And I know Diggs has played well against the Patriots this year. The first game, not so much. That was all weather related. The second game, though, yeah, he topped 20 fantasy points, but the Patriots have J.C. Jackson. Uh, we know that Bill Belichick is going to take away, he's going to try to take away the opposing team's best player, right? He can't take away Josh Allen. So I think he's going to game plan. Let's take Stephon Diggs out and let's ask these secondary wide receivers to beat us and Allen have to beat us without his number one weapon. So because of those reasons, I'm I'm fading Stephon Diggs this week. I'm, I'm really not too high on him. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I know the Bills have said they plan to still throw the football even with the weather being bad. And as you mentioned, I think it's supposed to be around eight degrees at kickoff. uh, And it's only going to get colder from there uh, as you get into the rest of the evening. Um, They may want to throw the football. It may be hard to throw the football between the weather and a Bill Belichick defense. So uh, that that makes some sense to me. 
Uh, on the other side, I'm actually sort of staying away from Damian Harris, and he's not you know one of the highest priced guys on the slate, but he's certainly one of the higher guys uh, at the running back position uh, on this slate. Uh, some of it is just because he's he's a little bit banged up, but a bigger part of it is just that Bills defense um, and and how they have been so good. They are one of the AFC teams that can stop the run, so that uh, that is a reason for me to kind of be a little bit worried about him. Also, if it's like what we saw. Uh, when they played before. If this turns into a, a high-scoring game, that's going to make it hard on New England to try to run the football. Uh, I know that the last time they played, Harris ended up having a really good game against the Bills in the loss, but I just don't necessarily see that coming. His last two games of the season did not run the ball effectively at all. Uh, like I said, not not 100% healthy. I know very few people are this time of year, but all these things seem to sort of make me a little bit worried about him. Um we could also see maybe some Ramondre Stevenson kind of mixed in there as well. I just I I don't love the Damian Harris opportunity this week. That's just me. That, that hamstring is going to feel real tight in like when it feels like negative thirty or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All right. So then our value pick. So you don't like Stefan Diggs, but it seems like you do like another Bill as a value pick. Because I think the Patriots are going to try their hardest to take Stephon Diggs out of the passing game, I think that naturally the targets are going to go to some of the secondary targets there. So why not go with the guy who's the most explosive in Gabe Davis, who is less than 4,000 on DraftKings this week. And I know that Gabe Davis had a, a really rough game last week, but he had 14 targets and... He was a sideline, a really nice sideline, almost getting his second foot in from having a long touchdown. Like, he made some plays where he just was, you know, not able to get both of his feet down or something like that. So, I know Emmanuel Sanders could be back for that one, but he's been really banged up. I think he'll play in a limited role. Cole Beasley is like a move-the-chains type of receiver, but if they take some deep shots that aren't to Stephon Diggs, it is going to be to Gabe Davis. So, I think at 3,900, he just needs to catch one to have a good day. That's pretty much it, right? I mean, he, he gets in the end zone once, and you're feeling okay about about having him in your lineup. And you know, he, look, he's had a good season. I mean, to have been, uh, you know, kind of a guy we didn't think a ton about coming into the year, um, but he stepped up in, in a lot of situations and played really, really well. Whether it was Manny Sanders being hurt, Cole Beasley being out, what have you, uh, Davis was a nice secondary option for Josh Allen in that passing game. Um, I guess back to the theme of of you know, stacking Bengals or picking on the Raiders or however you want to look at it. Uh, CJ Uzama at 3,500 because the Raiders have struggled against tight ends all year long. Um, I think this is going to be a Joe Burrow showcase in a lot of ways of him throwing the football, uh, getting a lot of his targets involved. And sort of like Davis, if Uzama can catch a touchdown, you, you sort of feel okay about it. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, like a band who's playing some of the deep album cuts that only the real fans love. Cause I've been kind of banging on CJ Uzama a lot this year when it comes to value picks or sleepers or tight end streamers. But uh, I think this is an opportunity uh, to get him in. You know, it's not an every week thing, but, but it feels like a this week thing for, uh, for CJ Uzama. Um, all right. Uh, that's a good spot to, to kind of pause for a minute. Take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk the Sunday and the Monday night games uh, for our DFS picks on the NFL fantasy football show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, let's take uh, an opportunity to look at the Sunday slate of games. Uh, three games on Sunday. It starts uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I got to do the math. Yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Eagles and the Buccaneers, that game in Tampa we talked about where it could be raining and windy. Uh, then at 4.30 Eastern, it's the 49ers and the Cowboys, which for me is a throwback to the 90s. It's like me you know, growing up, being in high school and college, watching the Niners and Cowboys play in the playoffs, uh, which, by the way, I think – uh, I think a note I saw from uh, our own Kareem Falcone uh, is that the last four times the Niners and Cowboys played in the playoffs, the winner of that game went on to the Super Bowl. Ooh, just just throwing that out there. Um, and then the nightcap, uh, 8.15 Eastern, it is Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, that's the game that uh, Ben Roethlisberger apparently says that uh, they don't have a chance. They're just going to go out and have fun. Um <laughs> 
I mean, people think he's joking, and I'm like, are you sure he's joking? Like, I don't know. Uh, we'll he, see. He's he's in retirement mode already. This is just right? like he's like, whatever. Let's have fun. You know, he's he's going out the <laughs> night before and stuff. He's enjoying himself. Right, you know, been just like, you know, he's just having the time of his life, just uh, you know, taking it all in. Soaking up the memories there. Um, so anyway, let's let's kind of break down this slate a little bit. Uh who is the guy that, that is worth uh, spending top dollar on for, for this slate? No no surprise here, but Debo Samuel at just seventy nine hundred, uh I, I that's expensive, but not quite as expensive as some of the other big name players that we see in this slate. And Debo Samuel's gonna do it all. I mean you're stopping him in the in the passing game. He'll get you on the ground. He'll probably score a rushing touchdown. And if you can stop him in both of those aspects, he'll throw a touchdown against you at this point. Like he is just he. I'm not. I don't think he deserves the MVP, Marcus. But I don't know if there is a player who influences his team's offense, non-quarterback, more than Debo Samuel. So I think naturally they are going to have a bunch of plays designed for him. He's going to get a bunch of opportunities, and he is so dangerous with the ball in his hands that if he's getting those opportunities, it's probably going to lead to a good fantasy day. Debo is is what our, our old friend Dave Damashek would refer to as a, a Jenga piece, right? He would always talk about the non-quarterback on a team that if you took him away, the whole thing falls apart. Um, and, and watching the Niners for most of the year, especially down the stretch, and especially, especially in that game against the Rams that got them into the playoffs, uh, you take Debo out and this whole thing goes absolutely nowhere. So uh, I, can, I can certainly get down with that. Um, so we're going to have a disagreement here uh, because I think it's going to be – I think C.D. Lamb is a guy that, that's worth kind of spending up for. And it's not a ton. I mean, 6,300. So uh, he's still way below Debo Samuel. But, again, having watched that Niners secondary and watching them uh, over the weekend, like, yes, they eventually sort of slowed down Cooper Cup in the second half. But I think it's more because they were able to get to Matthew Stafford and rattle him. But uh, the Niners have struggled in coverage for a lot of the year. And and Dak and the Cowboys offense starting to get rolling now. And, you know, I know they, they sort of left everybody in a long time in week 18. And they rolled up 51 uh, in that final game of the season. Uh, I think they're getting hot. And I think the Niners are going to have a struggle trying to keep up with C.D. Lamb. So I think he's worth paying up for. But I think that is a perfect segue to the high-salary player to avoid – because you don't you don't agree, huh? I I, I love C D Lamb. You, you know that. I, I love his talent. I like the matchup too. The only thing for me is the usage as of late has been super weird for C D Lamb. Like he hasn't scored a touchdown since week ten. In the last month, his high is eleven fantasy points, and in the last three weeks, his high in targets is five. So I, I don't really get why they're using him this way, especially with no Michael Gallup. Maybe they were taking it easy, maybe they knew, hey, we have the playoffs wrapped up. We want you guys healthy and, and not getting banged up for, for, you know, the playoff run. But we all know the upside that CeeDee Lamb has. And maybe because of this usage, he causes him to be less rostered, which is always a good thing in DFS. I just, I was struggling with someone to pick here when I saw the recent usage for CeeDee Lamb. I was like, all right, he's still the highest priced Cowboy player, even though they've been spreading the ball out so much. So I guess I'll avoid him. But everything you said is, is very true. And CeeDee Lamb could easily have a huge game. All right, so it wasn't. It's not so much about the. I, I, I get it. I, I understand that. I, I, I just feel like for the Cowboys, they, they may start loading up. Um, one of these receivers is going to have a big day, whether it's C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper. Uh, I think one of these guys has a big, big game. So it's just sort of about pegging the one uh, that ends up, you know, putting up some numbers this week. Um, I'm looking at Tyreek Hill. 
Kind of for similar reasons. Um, yeah, I know he's kind of dealing with that heel issue. I know he he was able to participate in full uh, yesterday in practice, and so maybe he's getting a little bit healthy. But down the stretch, uh, Tyreek Hill just did not really produce all that well. Um, you know, he had some some really down games the last couple weeks of the season. In fact, uh, week 17, what, week 16, uh, 19 yards uh, against the Steelers, just two catches there. Uh, week 17 had six catches, but for 40 yards. Uh, week 18, one catch for two yards on three targets. So I don't know if that heel is bothering him um, or, or what it is, but it just sort of worries me. And the Steelers, for as bad as their run defense has been, they're decent um, in the secondary. And I think they sort of have an idea of how to slow down Tyreek Hill. Uh, so at 7,300, it just sort of worries me. I think this is a game where if the, the Chiefs win, and I, I think they're going to win, um, I think they do it kind of with their running backs and maybe some Travis Kelsey sprinkled in. But uh, just sort of for the reasons that you were worried about C.D. Lamb, it's kind of the reason I'm worried about Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah, and, and this could be a Chiefs win where, like, they they throw the ball, like, 25 times maybe. Like, not even. Yeah, they could just get a lead early and just grind up the clock because Big Ben is in retirement mode. I don't know if he's going to be able to drop, you know, 20-something points on the, on the Chiefs' defense. I, I just don't think they can. And, I you know, for all the talk about the nostalgia of, of Ben and, and all these thank yous and tributes, I'm like, nostalgia doesn't make his arm any stronger. Like, that that <laughs> is what it is. Like, you know, he's not going to remember what happened, you know, five, ten years ago and suddenly be like, yep, oh, now I got the arm strength of a guy who's much younger than me. Like, no, it is what I, it is. I love the, can they get motivated enough to win for Ben? And it's like, <laughs> if Ben was not the quarterback, maybe, but like Ben's still going to have to make those throws. And can he? Uh, I'm with you, Marcus. I don't think he can. Also, side note, and you mentioned this before we started, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is back practicing again. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I don't I don't think he plays, right? I mean, it's, it's Thursday. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to be good to go after missing – all year long right like this is just him sort of getting some work in and maybe trying to get himself back in shape for free agency i guess right even if maybe let's say he's active it's it has to be probably super limited maybe they just get him you know get get his steps in like i know you you love to say or maybe <laughs> they throw to him a couple of times but i can't no ways i, I do i think he'll be like a difference maker or, or his usual juju self yeah, I can't imagine. Maybe he comes out and he dances, though. and he'll make a, like a, <laughs> We'll a, get that. We'll definitely get a TikTok video at the very least. Okay, I'm saying this. I'm, I'm putting this out here right now, right? Um, I want Juju Smith-Schuster and, uh, and uh, Jackson, Jackson Mahomes. I want them to have like a TikTok dance-off like on the midfield logo. That's what I want. It, it wouldn't – I mean, have you seen Jackson Mahomes' TikTok videos? They're, they're cringe. Like he, even his dance, like sometimes I'm like, all right, at least like the dance was cool. Like his are just like, like hand movements. I'm like, what yeah. are we doing here? I, I, I saw one from like last week and I'm like, what, what is happening? Like, <laughs> and you're, like far, you're far too young to dance like, like a dad. You. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> They're like cleaning up the field. I think I saw that one and he's like dancing. Right. Oh man. It's, it is sort of why, like, I understand why whenever you see Patrick Mahomes in one of his brother's videos, like. Patrick always looks sort of embarrassed to be there. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand. Yeah, fully. Um, all right. Uh, so that gets us to our value pick for the Sunday slate. Uh, who is sort of the low salary guy you think can, can maybe go off? 
I think Cedric Wilson, because he's just 4,300. He's pretty cheap. The last two games, though, he's played well with no Michael Gallup. He's given us 19 and 29 fantasy points. And I understand the 29-1 came in a game where the Cowboys had a huge lead. They had everything kind of wrapped up. But still, he's going to be the third wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. We know they're going to throw to him. Uh, they've been using him a little bit more in the red zone. They'll, they'll do some trickery plays with him as well. So I think at 4,300, for the upside that he possesses, it's a pretty low price. So I, I really like throwing him in a lineup there and just hoping that, you know, one touchdown would pay off for him at that price. Yeah, he's getting a lot of work lately. Um, you know, it, it, he's he stepped in for Gallup and, and played really well. He's getting looks from uh, from Dak Prescott and really is doing a lot with him. And but he's he's thrown a pass every once in a while, too. I mean, I'm not going to not going to guarantee that happens, but. You know, look, there are, there are definitely worse options, I think, uh, especially at that price point than uh, than Cedric Wilson. Um, I'm going to go with Daryl Williams. Maybe not a huge value at 5,200, but but I think in terms of what you can get potentially from him, uh, and I know he's, I think, right now listed as questionable and trying to work his way back, but, but it seems like there's a good shot that the Chiefs will have him available uh, for this game against Pittsburgh. Uh, like I said, I think this is a game that ends up being sort of run-heavy for Kansas City. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Williams, a lot of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I don't know, is it is it a, is it a stretch to say that Daryl Williams has been the Chiefs' best back over the stretch of the season? Because I, I feel like this is a situation where they, they could lean on him a little bit, uh, especially if they get a lead late in the game and just use him to kind of grind out the clock. No, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say at all. And and the thing is, he's been awesome when there's no CEH, but when Clyde Edwards-Alaire plays, like, Darrell Williams still is the passing downs back, and they still use him in the red zone. So at that point, even with Alaire active, I mean, Darrell Williams at that cost, I think, could still have a really good fantasy day. Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely wouldn't mind trying to squeeze him in where I could. Uh, so that gets us to the Monday night game. Again, the first ever Monday night playoff game uh a wild card game a rematch of uh a game we saw twice before this year it's the cardinals and the rams back at sofi stadium um the cardinals who just stumbled down the stretch looked like they had the nfc west all sort of locked up but they couldn't get it done the rams actually sort of backed into the division title because they ended up losing to the 49ers in week 18 but the cardinals lost as well so that gave the division to the rams so neither team coming in uh you know red hot exactly in this one um so uh who is the player worth paying up for and why is it cooper cup yeah it's it's cooper cup i mean <laughs> nine thousand. who cares the last time that he played the cardinals 15 targets 13 catches 123 yards a touchdown and over 30 fantasy points so yeah i, I mean this guy we know what he's capable of uh, it, it's cooper cup that's all we got to say and uh while we're talking about this game did you see that Kelly Stafford was being like, do not sell your tickets to Cardinals fans because like last week was so hard on the Rams. I'm like, man, this, <laughs> this is for any LA football team, I guess. It's not just the Chargers. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that way for this playoff game. I think what, uh, what Kelly Stafford may be you know, sort of missing out on, not to mention the fact that, look, uh, being in the playoffs – is a new thing for Matt Stafford, right? Like this is not a this is not a consistent thing for him. But I think what what Kelly Stafford may not understand is one, I mean, there's a lot of cross-pollination between the Bay Area and Los Angeles just in the state of California. There are a lot of people from up there, case in point, who live in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, you know, and vice versa. 
The other part of it, though, is the Rams left L.A. for a full generation. I mean, they were gone for 20 years. So you had a generation of fans who grew up in Los Angeles without a football team to cheer for. And, you know, some of them stayed with the Raiders. Some of them, you know, some of them did kind of stay and follow the Rams in St. Louis. But a lot of them grew up as 49ers fans because that was sort of the team that you saw a lot of on TV. They were the California team for a long time. I don't I don't really feel like a lot of L.A. people went to San Diego, to the Chargers, just because there's, there's still a, an L.A.-San Diego rivalry. But um, I think that's part of what you saw last week is that a lot of people who grew up in L.A. without a football team who became 49er fans showed up, or a lot of the transplants who were from the Bay Area and moved to L.A. showed up. So I, I I understand her statement. I do. I don't think it's going to be the same because I don't, you know, I don't think Cardinals fans uh, live in Los Angeles in that great of numbers. And even though it's a relatively easy drive, it's a six hour drive from Phoenix to Los Angeles. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Cardinals fans migrating out here for that game. So uh, I get her concern. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be that much of a of a worry. Uh, on Monday night. Um, but anyway, to uh, back up your point, yeah, Cooper Cup, he's the guy worth paying up for. <laughs> I don't feel like I need to launch into a long diatribe of why, if you've been paying attention at all, even a little bit this year, you know why Cooper Cup is worth uh, spending the $9,000 for to get into the lineup. Uh, so that gets us to the high salary player in this game to avoid. Uh, who is it for you? It's not a super high salary, but for me, it's Odell Beckham Jr. at 5100 because... Odell, as good as he has been lately for the Rams, it's really been all about touchdowns. Like, you look at his recent games, he doesn't have a whole bunch of yards in any of them. I mean, the last four weeks, he's below 40 yards in each of them. If he doesn't catch a touchdown, he is not going to have a great fantasy day. And when we saw him play the Cardinals last, that was actually the one game in the last six weeks that he had over 50 receiving yards. But still, we're talking about a guy who's even if he catches a touchdown, probably going to give you less than 15 fantasy points. So I would just go in another direction and get away from Odell. Yeah, it's you know it's funny because like it, it seemed like a big splashy move at the time, and I wouldn't say it's been terrible, but it, it definitely hasn't really been a difference maker. Uh, adding Odell since they got him, um, I'm going to say James Conner at 6200. Part of it is the matchup. Uh, part of it is the fact that Conner is is still sort of limited in practice and we're not sure about his availability and even if he does play like I don't know you know if he's going to be a full go for the Cardinals this week but but a lot of it is the the matchup and you know I know the Niners ran the ball well uh, especially in the second half and Debo ran the football well against the Rams but the Niners are sort of a different breed. They tend to be more physical, especially with this Rams defense. The Cardinals, uh, I, I don't, I don't see them being quite as physical. I don't see them being quite as much a, a punch you in the mouth sort of sort of team. I mean, you had George Kittle coming in last week saying this was going to be a body bag game against the Rams. I, I don't sense the Cardinals are going to come in with that mentality. That's just not the kind of team they are. So if they kind of use their their regular running style, if they use the, you know, try to spread out and throw the football, um, I just think it's a bad situation for James Conner. I think I think maybe this sort of lends itself more to being a Chase Edmonds game uh, than anything. So uh, at 6,200, I would I would probably stay away from, uh, from James Conner in this one. Uh, all right, and then last one, value pick. Uh, who is your, your value pick for Monday night? For me, it is Zach Ertz, who I was surprised to see is only 4,500. He 
Not only is he my favorite tight end play in this game, he might be my favorite tight end play of the weekend. I mean, in the last month, he's got at least nine targets in every game. They're using him more in the red zone. He's topped 11 fantasy points in each of those games. I don't expect that to change this week with no DeAndre Hopkins in a game where the Cardinals could have to throw if they are trailing late. So Zach Ertz is, uh, if I was setting a lineup either for Sunday, Monday, or just Monday, like I'd go to the tight end and be like Zach Ertz, and then I'd figure out the rest. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty smart. I mean, he's, well, we talked about, you know, Odell maybe not being a splashy ad for the Rams. Zach Ertz has been everything the Cardinals could have wanted and more. Um I'm going to go with Van Jefferson because while Odell has been sort of meh, uh, Jefferson has been kind of a guy who makes big plays for this team. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup is the, you know, kind of the be-all, end-all in the passing game. But uh, Van Jefferson's been a guy who can make some plays, who can get downfield and doesn't necessarily need a ton of targets or a ton of catches to put up a good number. Um, but if he can catch a long pass or two or maybe get in the end zone, uh, then I think at 4,500, I think it's, uh, it's definitely worth the shot of trying to get him in. Um, before we go, before we uh, sign off for this one, uh, let's just run through like in 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 a couple words. Uh, let's pick these games here. So uh, Raiders Bengals, who you got? I'm going with the Bengals. There, their their offense is too much fun. Yeah, same. Uh, for all those reasons. Uh, Patriots Bills. I know who you're picking, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm going with the Bills because of one reason. Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills too. I think I think they finally get over the hump. You know, the, the Patriots had that nice run middle of the season, uh, and then they came back to earth. So I think the Bills win this one uh, on Sunday. Eagles and Bucks. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks because I've made a a lost a lot of picking against Tom Brady in my life, so I'm just not doing it again. All right, uh, I'm going to say the Bucks too. I think it's going to be a sloppy, ugly game, um, but I think the Bucks find a way to, to kind of pull it out in the end. 49ers and Cowboys. To me, this is the hardest game of the weekend to pick. I, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys, but I, I say that with very little confidence. Like, the Niners are hot and playing really well right now. Yeah, I mean, so my heart, my heart obviously says 49ers, and I really hope they win. My brain says Cowboys because uh, I, I think they're just a slightly better team. Uh, all around so I, I think and I think being at home maybe is a little bit of an advantage do you uh, do you think we see Trey Lance at all maybe it's like a gadget thing like I don't think in any kind of real way maybe they get down near the goal line and decide to do something different with him I think that's that's kind of the only way um, I also think we're gonna see a lot of shots uh, a lot of throwback video of like Joe Montana and Troy Aikman <laughs> and Steve Young uh, and Emmett Smith and all those sort of guys uh, Steelers Chiefs where are you going Steelers. No, I mean, this is the Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think this is the easiest game of the week to pick. Uh, agreed. I think it's I think it's the Chiefs uh, by a couple scores in this one. Uh, and then Cardinals Rams. Where are you going? I'm going with the Rams here. McVay's had too much success against the Cardinals, and I, I just think they have too much firepower. I, I like the Cardinals a lot. I think they uh, this was a good step for them. I think they can build on it next year, but I think uh, they're one and done for this playoffs. I think we agree on all these. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams in this one, too. Um the Cardinals just faded down the stretch in the second half, and uh, I think having to come on the road uh, is, is going to be a little bit too much for uh, for them to handle. So, all right, so there it is. Uh, we'll get back and we'll kind of look at these next week, and uh, you know, we'll regroup and, and try to see what happens going forward from there. In the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Get vaxxed, wear a mask, do good, and live well. And we'll talk to you next week.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 